Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You, your official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Joe? We're here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. We'd like to start off with today's episode by just expressing our condolences to the Earl Bruce's family as well as Buckeye Nation in general. Legendary coach passed away earlier this week. Sad to see a titan of the game like him go. Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a real, real legend. Guy went 81 and 26 from 1979 to 1987 with the Buckeyes. Um, you know, picked up after Woody Hayes is fired. And then in his final season, you know, before the Michigan game, he already knows he's getting fired. Uh, the Buckeyes go 5-4-1, and one, and they still win in Ann Arbor. No Ohio State head coach until Jim Tressel was able to do that again in 2001. Huh. I did not know that little last stat. In Ann Arbor. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah in Ann Arbor, obviously. So, we're sad to see him go. R.I.P. Hang on, Sloopy. Yep. Hang on, Sloopy. So, uh, this week's episode, we, of course, are going to get to the all or nothing episode three recap. But before we do there, Evan, let's talk a little news and notes in college football. Let's do it. Let's start with the dueling national championship rings <laughs> that are going out. Uh, UCFs have already been handed out. Alabama's are going out tomorrow. And then there's a brand new banner across uh, UCF's home stadium celebrating their 2017 national championship. What's your take? So, at first, you know, when we when they were hyping up, they were the national championships. You know, we talked a couple weeks ago, a month ago, I don't know, about how, like, this is really just for recruiting and showing, like, potential recruits, like, how in the athletic department is on the yeah. football team. And, like, you, you should want to come play for us. Um, you have to be impressed with the amount of money they've dropped on this. This is, like, <laughs> really – they're all in on this. Uh, I think it's a little silly. I think, it, but whatever. It's funny. I mean, did you uh, but see yeah, the ESPN very impressed story by commitment. that said they made two hundred million off this. No, season. yeah, I did not. It's a lot. Well, so they have some to spend. You know. True, true. So how much does Alabama have then? If you've Whew. done this like six times, do you think Alabama's athletic department or? The government of Romania has more money in their collective bank accounts. Alabama athletic department, right? I was going to say, like, probably Alabama athletic <laughs> department. Um, in other notes on Twitter this week, uh, Barrett Sally, you and I were engaged oh, in a uh, semi debate. Sally came out and said uh, pretty clearly, Jim Harbaugh is the fourth best coach in the Big Ten East. Behind. And that it was a widely held fact, <laughs> widely known fact. Sally's been into uh, tweeting hashtag facts yeah. consistently this week. But that puts him behind number one, Urban Meyer, two, Mark D'Antonio, and number three, James Franklin. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I don't know. Like I have a love-hate relationship with Sally. Um, I have a, like a mostly hate-hate. <laughs> I th- I'm sure he's a nice guy. Uh, you know, he mostly covers – uh, SEC schools, he's unabashed yep. Georgia homer, which I understand. Uh, I feel like 
though, when he talks about conferences other than the SEC, it's very much hot takey, and I think this is one of those hot takes. Um, you know, like we were discussing, there's no point denying that. All right, all right well, Urban, rank, rank the rank the coaches in the Big Ten East. Oh, Big Ten East. Yeah. Um. Well, Urban one, right? Yep. D'Antonio two. <laughs> D'Antoni. D'Antonio. Why do I always get his name wrong? Big Rockets fan. I don't know, man. So those two, one, two, no point in denying it. And then I think for the third spot, you can make a strong argument for either James Franklin or Jim Harbaugh. And I think it depends on what are we talking about. Overall career, obviously Jim Harbaugh. As a football big, coach. As a football coach, yes. Obviously right. Jim Harbaugh. Agree. Big As a Big Ten Coach, you could probably put James Franklin, although I think there's a lot of argue, evidence to say the other way. I mean, Harbaugh one is two for one against two and one against Franklin, right. so he's got a better head to head record. Right. Um, and Franklin has also struggled against D'Antonio and Urban Meyer. Sure. I think he's beaten them collectively. <laughs> he's beaten them each once, and he's lost to both them uh, three times. So I I don't know. I don't know, man. Like. If and you know Franklin's been at Penn State longer, so like if Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines make the Big Ten championship next year and are in playoff talks, and Penn State goes eight for five, yeah, you you know what I mean like has I don't yeah I don't see it being he's head and shoulders better and you know this is not even something right. to argue. Right. No, I agree too. It's it's mostly it, it's wild the way that the SEC hates Jim Harbaugh, and it's just because he. You know, not last season, but the first two seasons had recruited so well down south. I think it irks them that the, a lot of those guys weren't staying home and they were going to other schools. But uh, Meyer, Meyer far and away is not only the number one coach in the Big Ten East, but the number two in the country. Like, it's not it's not close, I don't think, for second place. Um, and, yeah, D'Antonio with his record against Michigan, you got to give him the edge right now. But as a football coach, good, Jim Harbaugh took a team to the Super Bowl. Get out of here. Good Lord. And and made San Diego a right, decent right. and made Stanford, I, Stanford sure. had one win sure. right the year before he got there. All true things. Um, All so true yeah, things. I, I don't. I'm not really buying that one out of old your boy Sally. Let me ask you something. Sure. Um, I got two quick questions. Okay. Well, one quick question and a statement. This week, NFL draft. Yeah. We're not really NFL guys. I watch the Browns. That's about it. But we do yeah. watch a little bit of college football. Yeah. Who are you taking with number one and number four picks? So I think you have to take uh, Darnold one. I don't really. That's don't, not what I thought you were going to say. I I want to choose Josh Allen. I know that uh, what. I'm what? I thought yeah. I'm trained Baker all the way. I thought you were too. I'm shocked by both of these. Answers. Wow. I don't know though. As a <sighs> Darnold has a lot of tools, man. And, and I like his size and durability. If you're going to be a Browns quarterback, you've got to be able to take a hit, uh, which Agreed. worries me a little bit about Baker. I don't buy all the Baker Manziel comparisons, but no, one thing that Manziel struggled with is he was just such a small dude, and the Browns' offensive line is atrocious. Like, it, it's dangerous to your health. And now losing Joe Thomas, that's not going to be. Right. So we need a sturdy dude. 
Uh, I like Darnold's weapons. I, I, he's not a, he was not a great college player. Not an no. elite one. Nope. Um, pretty good quarterback. Uh, but other times, especially early this season, I thought looked as mediocre as anybody else. Okay, well, I think we can at least agree, please no Josh Rosen. Oh, Lord, no. Goodness. Goodness. No. Speaking of the draft, if I may plug our uh, cousin podcast, The Solid Verbal. Yeah. They had Cliff Kingsbury on talking about quarterback development. Very interesting interview. Um, But what I thought was really, you know, they're asking him about all these great – he, speaking of Baker Mayfield, he coached Baker Mayfield in that one year. He was at Texas Tech. Um, coach Johnny Manziel, coached a bunch of other uh, quarterbacks that have made it to the NFL yeah. and with some success. And he was just hyping them all, all like these really? are the greatest guys ever. They're great leaders, blah, blah, blah. You know, couldn't go wrong with any of them. And I'm just thinking, like, contrasting that with Jim Mora, speaking of Josh Rosen, who <laughs> was like, yeah, if I was number one, I don't know if I'd take Rosen. I think I'd take Darnold. And everyone's just like, what are you doing, man? Like, help your player out. Yeah. Um, well, dude, there are some definite personality issues with, uh, Rosen. I mean, not only the stuff mid season that he went through this year, but Mm -hmm. man, something just rubs me the wrong way. And like quarterback is a major leadership role. And so I don't know, it's more than your, your weapons and how you're, um, how you're playing. Agreed. I don't think, based on everything that I know about him, I don't think like he's going to be real jazz to be living in Cleveland. That's part of the other reason I really. Well, so I also want... don't want him, right? So well, good. True. I, one of the reasons I want Baker is because, um, not that I think Baker would like love living in Cleveland, um, but like he would, he'd be super into the idea of like, yeah, I turned around the Cleveland Browns. How dope would that be? I, I heard um, a argument that's was really just a lot of shade at Wyoming that said Josh Allen would enjoy living in Cleveland because anything is an upgrade from where he's been the last four years. Ouch. <laughs> Thursday night. We'll see. Thursday night. Yeah. You got anything else before we hop no, into the episode? No, let's talk episode three. All right. Um, there's no way we cannot start this episode without talking about Rashawn Gary's mom killing it yet again in the opening seconds of this show, says to her son before the Air Force game, bring me a piece of quarterback ass. <laughs> love, Dude, I, got I love Rashawn's mom. I wrote down that quote too. I know. She's great. They're doing the selfies and she goes right into that. Give me a piece of that quarterback ass. Love it. So on the field, episode three takes us through uh, the Air Force game, which started a lot closer than um, – anyone had anticipated and finishes with the Purdue game. Both are kind of riddled with injuries. Tariq Black, uh, season ending injury in the air force game. And then speed ends up going out at, uh, at Purdue. I mean, I guess during the season, I didn't, one reason I thought Michigan was going to be so good last year is that even though they were missing guys, I guess I just thought speed was going to get better from, how he played yeah. as a as a junior, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh, he's going to develop and keep growing, and then he's going to be our guy." But man, in that Air Force game, it's just so so sloppy. That one play where he's running up and he like could get a touchdown, but he decides to uh, yeah, he's just like a little shovel pass and he gets batted down. And I'm like, "Oh man, this is terrible." Yeah, man. Uh, similar and like I had that same thought reflecting on the season. You know, we. 
it's just a little unnerving considering Harbaugh and Pep Hamilton are both supposed to be like quarterback whisperers, and we did. Granted, he got injured early in the season, but we didn't see a whole lot of progress from Speed. Uh, makes me kind of concerned about this season, but just, <laughs> I laughed so hard. They showed this one clip where Harbaugh's talking to Speed on the sideline, and he says, don't call the kill, which I'm assuming was their like cover term for when they're at the line. Okay, I'm going to option to a run play because because Speed goes to the line immediately, immediately calls kill yeah. kill kill, hands the ball off, and they get uh, the running back gets hit behind the line for like a two yard loss. And Harbaugh yeah. on the sideline is like, God damn it, Wilton! And it's just like, dude, I just told you not to call that. Yeah. <laughs> instantly called it. Uh, yeah, uh, Speed definitely still looks rusty in this episode. So, yeah, I mean, I I still have faith in Harbaugh turns. I know this is off the yeah. recap topic, but Speed and O'Connor was a transferring guy. Like, none of these guys are people that Harbaugh went to a high school and was like, no, you're my guy. You Now, like, yeah, yeah. It's same with Shea Patterson. I, I think we'll see what happens this year. He could be more developed than the other Michigan options. But now if Dylan McCaffrey ends up being a bust – or Joe Milton ends up being a bust. Okay, then I think we got a question where we rank Harbaugh in terms of like developing quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah. I still have faith that those guys can come along. I was also interested in how often Pep Hamilton calls the play. Yeah, me too. I would have thought Harbaugh called more plays. Or than, I mean, granted, we're not seeing we're not seeing every or yeah, or Drevno. Um we're not seeing every play called. Sure. Um, I just kind of assumed Harbaugh was a play calling kind of coach. I mean, going into the game, you know, they have their first thirty plays scripted out, right? Like what yeah. they what they want to run. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm interested in what the dynamics are and like who decides that. You feel like Drevno and Harbaugh probably get a lot more influence there in terms of what that mm-hmm. sequence looks like, but. Well, that's shots during the game. Pep Hamilton has called it. So it made me think about your comment last week where you were talking about Speed going to UCLA. Does it matter that he has the same passing game coordinator? Well, maybe. If if that guy at UCLA yeah, has as much fair. influence as Pep does, then, yeah, I I think that could be good for Speed. That's fair. That's fair. Um, as you mentioned, Tariq Black gets injured in the Air Force game. They show a scene right after the game with – Tariq Black's parents meeting with strength and conditioning coach Kevin Tolbert, and he's like, That's a good scene. Giving him this little speech about how um, he's going to take care of the kid. You know, I'm going to take care of your boy. And it's yeah. very touching. They hug and everything. Um, and I thought, I thought it was a good scene. You know, I, one of the stereotypes is like college football is like no one cares about the mm-hmm. athletes. You know, it's mm-hmm. all about money. And I do think, like, especially like athletic department people who like aren't affiliated with the program every day. I think there's definitely like a lot of truth to that. Uh, but I, I, you know, it's nice to see like, okay, there are people in the Michigan program who like care for these kids. Clearly, you know, coach Tolbert um, is one of those, although he's no longer with the program. They just hired, I don't know who they hired. Somebody it'll come to me. I'm sure in five minutes. Great stat. The, <laughs> Oh, man. And then you saw kind of Harbaugh's awkward people skills in action again as he is in the hospital visiting Black. Mm -hmm. Tariq Black gets surgery. You know, he's sitting there. Then his his quote-unquote best friend, according to the documentary, Donovan (laughs) Peoples-Jones, shows up, who's another freshman wide receiver. 
And you could see it was good energy for those two, and he was kind of pumped up to see him and whatever. Then Harbaugh comes in. Um, I was like, man, he, he tells that arm story about four times in the yeah. just, just in this episode. Man, when I broke my arm, it's like Harbaugh's a junior, breaks his arm. I think he misses half the season um, and then comes back as a senior. But, like, he tells Tariq Black that. Later in the Purdue game, Speed gets hurt, tells Speed about that. Like, Speed injured his spinal cord. Why, why are you still talking about your arm? <laughs> yeah, I, I also uh, noted how awkward that scene was. You know, it's got to be tough to be a head football coach and connect personally with every, you know, 100, 125 player and then lump in, you know, junior assistants and, like, lower-level staff. Um, Especially when you think, you know, Black is just a freshman. So he's been there at most a couple months. Um, But, yeah, no, that was super awkward. Do you think that's because Jim's kind of an awkward guy? Or do you think that's because Black is new? Uh, both. I think Harbaugh's awkward and Black's new, so, like, that situation's exacerbated. I, Fair. Very end of the game, very end of the episode, though, you know, they're about to start the Michigan State game, right? Yeah. Finally, we see some tone out of Harbaugh that was, yeah. that was yeah. different. He, coach was bringing it's it. Not, turns out it's not just Don Brown. But Don Brown was another great, like, good lord. That dude, yeah. no wonder he has a good defense every single year, because he's a psychopath yeah. and just, like... I don't. You can't be around him and not be hyped up. Every, mm-hmm. they, whether they're in a meeting, pregame, practice, whatever. How about during the game? He, uh, I think it's the Air Force game, and the, Michigan's having a slow start on defense. And uh, oh, it's Madison walks over to Rashawn Gary and puts his face about six inches from Gary's face and goes, "You are so much better than that. Pick it." up and he's like okay yeah dude i love the greg mattinson cameos uh he's the man um he's the only coach from the rich rod era right yeah has to be and because fred jackson left i think like two years ago the running back coach right um yeah man he's probably loving rich rod or way you mean hoke hoke i thought he was defensive coordinator under hoke Oh, oh, I'm willing to be wrong. We'll, we'll do some fact checking after this episode. Yeah, but who, need, who needs uh, facts? Two scenes that I liked after that. Um, Lay them on me. Speed and his girlfriend out to dinner. Oh God, I was going to ask you about this. Really? Uh, I think. She oh, what are you about to say? She did not pull any punches. She goes, <laughs> "Well, <laughs> this is post Air Force game, you know, and there's all this buzz right now in Arbor. Who should be the starter?" Should speak. They're showing like, clips of yeah. talking heads Speed's talking about up there, Peters like, and, yeah. I got this guy, Joe so and so. Like that guy, he doesn't affect my play at all. I wish my family wouldn't read that. And then her girlfriend's like, "Wow, you didn't exactly kill it last weekend. <laughs> Do you think you played well?" <laughs> and then he goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Really, dude? Really?" Yeah, man. Um, who's it? Jack Welch said, "Like radical candor is the nicest thing you can do for someone." Um, I wrote down "ouch" uh, in my notebook while I was watching that. Now, you are a current high school coach and a former college athlete. Is that the kind of candor you want from, say, fifteen minute girlfriend, or oh yeah, would you prefer a little more sugarcoating? No, no, dude, call me on my shit. If it's not good, it's not good. Let's go. Fair. But I also, I'm not like blind. Like Speed's like, yeah, we're not going three and out every series. I was like, what Michigan team were you on last year, man? 
There were a lot of three and outs, brother. Like a lot. Through yeah, yeah. uh three games, he what do you have? Negative one red zone passing yards? Yeah, it was insane. Good. Goodness gracious. Well. I'm always I'm always more like going into playing Air Force, Navy, Army, I assume teams are gonna struggle. You know what I mean? Especially because the offenses are so um you know, unique. You might see them once in mm-hmm. your four years mm-hmm. in your career. Um but, like, those games should be shootouts. You know what I mean? Because your offense should be rolling on their yeah, defense, which, which that was not the case right, in this game. Right. Um, yeah, he did not play well. But I also thought after the Purdue game, I was like, man, they were 4-0. They beat Purdue. Purdue actually ended up being a Purdue's decent, decent team. Yeah. So you beat them at home. At, at, you beat them away at their home. Um, yeah. They weren't in a terrible No, that's spot. nothing. Just, just never nothing, got it together. Yeah. yeah. We all know it's about to come. Come down in the soak fest that we're about to watch in episode four as we get ready for the Michigan State game. But before yeah. we move on to that, last scene I have for you, the cannonball competition. Oh, that's the last thing you want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> uh, what are Harbaugh goes to the natatorium for the swim coach asked him to come and do a be a judge on a cannonball competition. Then the coach puts him on the spot and says Jim Harbaugh says he can get the best dive. So Harbaugh, in his khakis and polo, goes up on the diving board. What are your thoughts on him doing a jackknife in the middle of a cannibal competition? Um, I mean, I did say sweet jackknife uh, <laughs> when he did it while I was watching it. But yeah, no, it, uh, it was weird that he didn't actually do a cannonball. Although it looks like one dude did like a belly flop. That you From that the highest dude? dive, yeah. dude. I was like, no. that takes a set of cojones. This yeah. old dude, I don't know who he is, that was just straight up belly flopped. Right? Um, From the highest dive. So it was not as good as that belly flop. No, but not close. Jack It's got to be cool to Jim, be a college weak. coach, man. That was weak, man. Like, you just get a schmooze with all these other college coaches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's some other I mean, you some be... other more intense moments to his day. Uh, for sure. For sure. Great health care, though. And great health care and great opportunities to judge great. cannibal competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one scene I want to talk about before we get out of here. Sure. Uber scene. Oh, Morris my God. Junior right. is an Uber driver, which, one, I just find that really funny. Yep. And I, I love that. Yep. About, I, I really like uh, Maurice Hurst Jr. Yep. Uh, if the Browns draft him, I'm going to be ecstatic. I think he's a great guy. Uber driver. Um, Mo, though, why are you texting while driving? Yeah. You're being filmed for a documentary, dog. Like, you can't be doing that. It's not safe. Don't text and drive. I agree to that. I do appreciate his humility in driving that guy around. And uh, yeah, the the guy, the passenger asked him, you know, do you have season tickets? And uh, Hirsch at first he just goes, yeah. And they kind of like drives for a second. Then he's like, well, I'm actually on the team. And the guy's like, really? <laughs> um, I thought this it was... guy has no idea who he is. Oh, like, I know. You're talking to a future NFL player right now. I know. You? He, he get, guy gets out of the car. Well, the he's like second, second, third best guy in the defense. Right. He's like, yeah, I'll look for you on TV. I was like, how do you not know Maurice Hurst already? He's a season ticket yeah. man right here. Um, Hurst is like, he didn't come to Speed's defense though when he no, goes. I did. Yeah. So the guy, the the guy starts like ragging on Speed and how he makes bad decisions yep. and you know this and the, everything you'd imagine that he would say. Uh, yeah. And I think he just said, like, so you think we need a change or something? Like, yeah, he did not defend. Yeah, he wasn't was like, like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So um, so we kind of talked about 
this during the season last year, you know, you got to wonder, is there a rift in the locker room? Like, are we going to see that in the documentary? Because it's got to be. I've not, I've not felt worse for any unit in college football than I have over the last three years for Michigan's defense because they are so good and they are perennially let down by the offense. Right. Um, if the offense was as good as the defense, uh, Michigan would be way better. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, so I think that that suggests that there may have been a slight rift in the locker room, although we never really heard about it in the media. That's semi-hot takey, but that's not crazy. Um, we'll see. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point. I think you think when we interviewed Jason two years ago, mm-hmm. Jason Labar, former Central Michigan linebacker, said— Family of the pot. Fam. That their units are pretty separated, though, in general. Yeah, and that's you, you fair. actually don't spend a ton of time together because you're either with your group or your unit, and there are only you know a few practices a week in which you're going— whole group all together if you had to go to a party with the players we've seen on the documentary on the offense or the defense you choose the defense have right to. have to. like chase winovitz rashawn gary those dudes seem like great hanks they seem like great hanks winovich interesting cat dude yeah how about the dinner scene with his family when he goes home what was that song? oh yeah they're doing this like song in like Serbian. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. yeah. And you, you There's... have to look each other in the eye. So they're singing at their table in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just staring at each other, singing in a foreign language. I was like, "This dude, holy cow!" Mm-hmm. Give that little pump up speech to the elementary yep. school kids. It was dope. Yep, yep. He, he seems like a great hang. Nah, him and uh, Rashawn Gary, that'd be fun. I'm not trying to have like speed, no corn, like bicker with each other right. at the same party. Like, no, right. no, no, you guys take that somewhere else Mm -hmm. all right ladies and gentlemen that brings us to the end of this week's special episode of 15 minute you thank you so much for joining us remember you can find us on itunes apple podcast app google play or wherever else you get your fine podcasts if you haven't heard enough of matt nevin be sure to check us out on our other podcast with the athletes guide you can also be found at all of those fine podcast broadcasting apps no matter what you do friends Remember, don't pick him like my brother. John Dorsey, don't draft Josh Rosen. And don't pick him like my brother. You got it, Evan. <laughs> Good Lord. Seriously, though, if we draft, draft Josh Rosen... We're not. I haven't read anything that says we're taking Josh Rosen. I don't, it would just be a very Browns thing to do. I don't trust yes. Darnold either, by the way. Every play where all the success were on plays where he was like, ah, fuck it. I can't find anyone. I'll just figure this out with my feet.